welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, my guest is Erin Haskell-Gord, a spunky and smart interior designer who opened her own firm, Design for the People, three years ago. She lives with her husband and four dogs in Spokane, Washington, where she is also from. Erin and I met at a High Point Market party one year ago. I liked her vibe and started following her on social media. She's funny and pretty fearless, and I guess you could say I developed a little bit of a girl crush on Erin. It's so easy in this business to develop crushes. Anyway, a podcast is a great way to have a first date to get to know the person beyond social media. In our conversation, Erin shares how she arrived at interior design and her rewarding career at Herman Miller. She'll reveal her upcoming plans to open a new office and showroom and talk about some of her current projects, which include two country clubs and an Airbnb community. She tells us the mindset that she used to train for the Ironman competition and she explains how similar bartending and interior design really are. What you won't learn about Erin in the podcast are these additional little tidbits that she shared with me in my pre-podcast questionnaire. One, that she has an uncanny ability to keep the gas on empty, but yet never run out of gas. And two, that she is very good at convincing her husband to move large amounts of furniture. I bet there are some of you out there who can totally relate to that. Anyway, it was my pleasure getting to know Erin, and I'm sure you'll feel the same. So here we go. Erin. Hi, Jane. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you today. Oh, good. Um, good. You know, I was I was thinking about I I think about people a lot, you know, I'm like, I wonder if they know that I'm thinking about them when I'm in the shower or before I go to bed at 2am. It's like, I was thinking, um, you know, after we met, you and I met the first time at Caracol at market, right? Yes. 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 And I just thought you seem like so fun. You have this sort of radiance about you and a really good energy. And I was like, I'm going to podcast with her because then I get to like, Kill two birds with one stone. And I hate that analogy, but I get to get to know you and I get a great podcaster, you know, just I'm I'm excited. So there you have it. Oh, well, thank you. That is so nice. I feel the same way about you. Well, so just so you know. The Mutual you have Admiration a, Society. Yes. Yes. The, the feeling is neutral across the country. Oh, you are sweet. You are sweet. So um, I want to get right into asking you some questions based on the questionnaire you sent back and, and just let's dive into it. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Do it. Um, all right. So 
Prior to becoming an interior designer, you studied journalism, which I think is so cool. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what she could write for us. And <laughs> Oh, God, please. No, I'm a terrible writer. That's the problem. Well, I'm not. A, oh, I thought you were terrible <laughs> at hedge funding. But let's we'll get back to oh, journalism. I'm not terrible at that, too. Um, well, you're great at design. So and, and dancing. Um, so anyway, you studied journalism and fashion design. And you said you were a really good bartender for 10 years, working nights and weekends, like total hustle job. So I want to start with bartending. And I want to okay. ask you, from that experience, what lessons and skills did you learn bartending that you use in your interior design business? Yes, Absolutely. Well, I think they're very similar, that I will tell you, because um, it's really about reading. You know, a lot of times people will come, come up to the bar and they're like, I don't know, just make me something. You know, just you seem like you'd be good at it. Just make me something amazing. And so you kind of have to ask questions, you know, just like in design. OK, well, what you know, what are the kind of flavors that you like? What have you, you know, tried before that you like, you know, just kind of get into their heads about what they you know, might be in the mood for. Um, and then you kind of take it from there. And so it's really, it's I like that. Thing. Yeah. It's the same with interior design, trying to get into their head and, you know, kind of answering the questions for them. So I think there's very similar. Um, and then, you know, you know, we're multitaskers, right? right? Working I mean, the bar had to be tough. It, you know, I loved it because it was kind of my social outlet where I could, to, to use your work, kill birds and stones with making money. And also hanging out with my friends. That was helpful too. But I think the two are very um, similar in that respect of getting into the psychology sort of, of what they what they want, whether it be in their cocktail or whether it be in their space. Yeah, I like that. I totally didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about, you know, somebody over here wants you, somebody over here wants you, and just sort of keeping an eye on everything and all the demands, you know? Um, there, yeah, there's that too. I mean, you know, one the electrician wants to talk to you and the contractor wants to talk to you and the painter wants to talk to you and oh yeah then the client wants to talk to you and then meanwhile you know you, mm -hmm. you so, so it's sort of that too yeah. depending on the day yeah i bet you had your regulars that would like just love to come when you were working <laughs> Am I, right? I definitely had my rig yes mm -hmm. yes yes yeah and you know we still talk um so yeah i mean i got i got and just you know selling you know i mean even in design and I worked in retail as well. A lot of people don't think that they're selling. You know, well, I'm I'm a designer. I'm not. A, I'm I don't, I'm not selling. It's like well, you're always selling. You're selling yourself, and you're selling your design. Yeah. So, you know, totally. That's too. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so, question. I know you are based in Spokane, and were are you born there? Are you from Washington State? Yes. 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 Yes, I am. Spokane, Washington. And we're actually 30 minutes away from Idaho. So um, we're in kind of the northern tip of Idaho. And honestly, around here, it's just blowing up. I've never seen anything like it. People are moving here, I mean, by the hundreds because, you know, it's a great place to live. We have skiing in the winter. You, we have so many lakes here in the summer. We have four perfect seasons. Where Seattle and Portland, they're a little more rainy. You see the sun here a lot more. Um, and then, you know, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho is one of the fastest growing cities in the country. It's, it's kind of like the new hot um, Lake Tahoe um, place to go. So, you know, there's a lot of movie stars move, moving there. 
Michael mm-hmm. Jordan just bought a house there. I think the Kardashians <laughs> just Ooh. bought a house there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Justin Bieber just bought a house there. So. Um, <laughs> Are they on your client roster yet? <laughs> yes. No, but they will be. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I have no. I, I have no qualms. Well, I've never been towards East. I've never been to Spokane. I've never been to Idaho. So that would be a state that I'd be interested in maybe exploring a little bit. Um, so I want to find out. So you went to school, you studied journalism, and then you went back for your master's in interior design. Why? What was telling you to do that? Like, what were you feeling? Did you just know I want to be an interior designer or? Well, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I think. I love the fact that I, um, I know why I became a journalist and, and I wanted to, you know, I've always wanted to be on TV when I was younger and kind of be that journalism major. But I think when I really deep dive into it, I think I was just really curious. And so I'm just a really curious, curious person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm sort of glad that I had that background, um, to, and then sort of apply it to design, even though I knew that maybe journalism wasn't the path that, I wanted, you know, to go down. Um, and so, you know, after college, I, I, um, I got started in advertising and I think honestly, because it, I, it was really like easy for me and, um, I was making really great money. Uh, and then the sort of the crash happened. And so I, 2008, nine, are we talking about? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yep. And, um, I've always been, um, you know, lo- loved the idea of marketing. Um, and I started working for a publishing company. And it was funny because the publishing company was a high-end luxury magazine, actually in the Phoenix area. And I got to meet a lot of architects and designers. And I think, um, you know, you know, just things dawn on you and you're like, okay, like this really interests me. And I've always had the knack for, you know, putting things together or a room. And, you know, I've always gone into spaces and, you know, I just, you know, sort of you redo know, them in your head. Redo it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just be like, oh, well, you do this, 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 and the other. And, you know, I kind of thought everyone thought that way, yeah. to be honest. No, I hear you. you. Know? Mm-hmm. And then you realize you grow up and you're like, oh, not everyone does think that way. <laughs> right. Right. Not everybody connects the dots like I do do and see has the perspective. I mean, that that's what is solely yours, really. And it, it yeah. sometimes is hard to realize that. And when you do, it's like, cool, I'm special, you know? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> I've found a talent. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, my family's all been like really about higher education. Um, and, you know, after I did come back, I moved to Chicago and, you know, back then I got to be honest, in my twenties, I really, you know, I was more about like, what experiences can I have? I'm like, I'm going to move to the city and then I'm going to find a job, you know, which is a little at, backwards, I think, for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I'm now single. I just wanted to go explore and experience things. I mean, again, I realize not everyone's like that either, but, but it's was this natural to me. Before or during or after your bartending years? Because like bartending is one of those skills that you can take to any city, right? Exactly. So it was absolutely during. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So that's why also I was never really that worried. I'm like, well, oh, just get a bartending job nights and weekends. And then, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll get a good job. It's all good. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, no, totally. Like I can pay my rent and that's what I need to do right now and figure it out. So, so did you go exactly. to school in Chicago? I didn't. Nope. Um, uh, I went to school in Arizona, University of Arizona. And then um, 
I moved to Phoenix and then I moved to Chicago and love Chicago. I mean, it was a blast. Um, and I just, I worked in um, marketing there for a company. And, but again, you know, I just had a lot of fun and got to see a lot of places and meet a lot of people. And I mean, have you ever been there in the summertime? I mean, their festivals are incredible. I was actually thinking about Chicago this summer and how sad it was that, you know, I mean, they have something every day. It's like the jazz festival, the Greek festival, um, the Japanese festival, the Italian. I mean, it's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And and then, um, you know, I kind of missed the West Coast, but um, I knew that I wanted to go back to school. And um, one of my friends was in San Francisco and she's like, you know, you just got to move here. And I, I already have like, um, I already have like a, um, you know, a, a spot for you at this hedge fund. It's so easy. It's going to be great. And I was like, okay, I'll try it out. And just honestly, because I wanted to go to San Francisco. And so, um, you know, and I realized quite quickly that I was terrible at, um, being an assistant to a hedge fund guy. (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you, I mean, it's, you're saying this, that you're going, I'm thinking, oh my God, that would be like probably one of the last things. Cause I just, it's not my wheelhouse. It's like, ah, sounds fun. Cause you can make money, I guess, but like, oh gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so then I realized quickly, like, okay. Um, and then, you know, it worked out really nicely because, you know, they laid off everyone because it was 2009. So I said, okay, I'm, you know, I've, I'm going to go back home and um, to Spokane and WSU, Washington State University, actually, at the time, I, I think they still do, really amazing architecture and interior design program. And so I applied. And like I said, you know, my family's all been about higher education. And I, I could have gone to just, you know, got, gone and got my design degree from the community college, which actually they have a, an incredible program as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I wanted to challenge myself. Um, I didn't even really know what, you know, a master's in design was, but it was, it was basically like getting your, um, design degree and your master's degree in three years. So it was like getting your bachelor's and doctorate or your bachelor's and your master's together. And so that's what I did. And mm-hmm. I have to say it was the hardest three years of my life. <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, I was, you know, it's interesting. I, I got an associate's degree and I don't even know if I even ever thought or knew there was a master's. Not that I would have done that. I I probably wouldn't have. Um, But uh, it just sounds so it's like impressive to me, like a master's in interior design. What was your favorite class and what was your least favorite class? Okay, well, that's easy. My favorite class um, was the history of design um, and how basically everything started in Egypt. Um, you know, building, mm-hmm. you know, the pyramids and literally everything from there, you know, it all stems from them. And then moving over to the Romans and the Greeks and and just about the, you know, the furniture design. I mean, it's incredible. So to, I just nerded out on history like I've never nerded out before, I would say. I hear and, you. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's like my yeah. favorite, my favorite thing. Have you ever been to before we get to your least favorite? Have you ever been to the Bean and Stock Library here in High Point? No. Oh, I want to take you next time you're in town. Okay. Yeah. Because you can really nerd out for the day. Yeah. I would love to do that. Plan an extra day. (laughs) Okay. I would love to do that. 
Okay. Love to do that. So least My favorite? My least favorite, very easy to tell you. Um, <laughs> you know, just all of the detailed drawings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of like detailing a wall out. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, it's all the architectural details. <laughs> right, right. And do you do that? Um, do you do that in your practice now? Or do you, as does somebody else do that? You know, only if I'm doing um, a full house architecture, you know, usually in the interior, I just do elevations and um, the, for the technical drawings, elevations and um, floor plans and finished floor plans. That's really all. And and electrical plans and I guess reflective ceiling plans, I guess it keeps going. Um, but <laughs> I usually don't have to do the detail uh, unless we're built, you know, new construction. And you know, I actually now have an architect on my team. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. He loves doing that. And I'm like, I love that for you. So, you know, we're opposites. She's very technical. And, um, you know, I've gotten, I've forced myself to be better at technical. It doesn't come easy. And it's also scary when you first start out. You know, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you since opening up. You, well, so you've had your firm for three years. But when did you graduate? When did you get your master's? I got my master's. Let's see. I that was mm, seven years ago. And what did you do after school? Who did you work for? So I started working actually when I started school. So I started working for an architecture firm from day one, just interning. You mm-hmm. know, because I've always felt that it's real. I mean, like school's one thing, but real life experience is quite another. And I think that's true for any field. Um, my professors very much told me not to do that, but I did it anyways. You mean because the coursework would be too rigorous? Like you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you don't yeah, listen. You don't listen. I don't listen. I really don't. I'm not that good at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to you though. Okay. You know. Good to know. Good to know. So you, st- so you um, interned in, in the architecture firm. Did that turn it into a job or? It did. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. Um, and it was two different firms. And um, yeah, I actually started their interior design department because they didn't have one. Ooh. So yeah. And then, um, so I worked all through school and I even bartended all through school still. Right. And, and, and you still, and, and student loans, right? Cause if somebody's got to oh, deal God. with that. Oh God. Yeah, there's, I'll, I'll pay those off to the day I die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And- I always tell my husband, you know what, if I die, the good news is for you, you don't have to pay them back. They just, you know, they just go away. So there's, there's that. Oh, good. That, that's a very good thing to know. Every, <laughs> but you know, I'm not going to dwell there. So, um, so did you go from that firm? Did you open up your own or did you have another stint somewhere? I had another stint. So I, um, I was approached by Herman Miller Oh, and, um, you know, being a design um, you know, scholar. I mean, Herman Miller, when Herman Miller calls you, you know, you're like, hello. Yeah. And um, so I got the job with Herman Miller as their um, territory manager, um, design consultant. And what I really did for them, it was really exciting. Um, they treat their employees very well. And um, I basically did TED Talks kind of all over the West Coast like my region, which was Alaska, Idaho, Washington. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it became, it became bigger the, the longer I was there, but I basically 
went into these big universities and hospitals and large organizations and really talked about why design was so important. So I was really selling the dream. Mm-hmm. And then the Herman Miller dealers would actually do the hard like furniture sales. Um, but <clears throat> I just sort of just talked about, you know, the new ways of working, you know. Right. Um, which is funny because it's really applicable now. Yeah, but um, you would tee them up and get them sort of the the big picture, the excitement around design, and then yes. the salespeople. That's exactly Aaron. You know, when you talked about journalism and wanting to be reporting like an anchor, almost, I feel like this is sort of was sort of that <laughs> moment for you, your first moment yeah. of that. Absolutely, absolutely, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So you know, yeah, it all it, the all the pieces come together, I feel like in life, right? Yeah. In some way or another. Totally. They can totally be explained. I mean, there's rationale and a little bit of magic, you know? Yes. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so then <clears throat> my man, my, you know, my boss came to me and said, Hey, I got to tell you, you know, we're as a company, they weren't doing so hot and they were eliminating sort of all, they were eliminating 50 positions and they made the choice to do it in the, smaller markets, you know, so they considered obviously Washington, Idaho, Alaska, you know, Oregon, sort of smaller. And she said, but here's the deal. If you move to LA or any larger market, you know, I'd love to, you know, they'd love to have you. And so um, I had to make the, you know, I kind of made the decision of, you know, I I don't want to leave. Actually, that's not true. I argued with them saying that, you know, you preach that you can work from anywhere. So why don't you just let me work from anywhere? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't go. From that. So, eh, you know, yeah, but we left on really good terms. And, you know, I mean, Herman Miller was, is a fantastic company. And I, I learned so much just, you know, I went back to Michigan where they make all the furniture probably eight times a year. Yeah. Um, and so I, I bring clients back there. So I got to meet a lot of really cool people. I mean, and I still am in touch with them. Like, you know, um, one of the guys who made the Herman Miller logo, who was like their graphic designer, who just made the coolest stuff for them and just tells the best stories. And, you know, so it was it was it was awesome. And then I, I'm like, you know, what? I really miss designing. You know, I mean, I probably would have stayed for Herman Miller a little bit longer. You know, since that was happening, um, I'm like, I, I'm, I really do miss it. So I actually went back to the firm that I was working for because when you've been out of it for two years of like all the software programs and, you know, you, you kind of like, you know, question yourself, like, do I still got it? Mm-hmm. I think I have it, but I just want to make sure I have it. So I went back for three months and then I, <laughs> I'm like, Okay. And did I you answer it. your and question? Uh, okay, good. You got it. Yeah, I yeah. got it. And uh, oh, by the way, I would like to start my own. So, yeah. Hey, listeners, it's Jane Dagme, editor in chief of Designers Today. I'm so glad you found our podcast. Did you also know that we print our magazine eight times a year and mail it to your home or office? Yes. Interior design professionals can request a complimentary subscription by simply going to designerstoday.com and clicking on the button at the top that says subscribe. It's that simple. And while you're there, if you hit the newsletter tab, you can sign up for our weekly news 
as well as that of our sister publications. And now back to our show. And just curious, because I'm always interested in when people go out on their own, was that, was that like, you know, and I'm going to go out on my own, was that met with, were they excited for you or not? Or were they, <laughs> did they feel like you came back and what are you doing? Like, what, why? Um, no, I would. I somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. That's just be really honest. No, I would say they were not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you opened your own and then. Did it take you long to open to say, you know, um, well, you know, it was really easy to open because it was at my, I was at my desk at my house and, you know, I, I just did my website and social media. I mean, you know, it does have its negatives, but for me, it was great because that really gets the word out quickly. How long did it take you to come up with your name? Design for the people. Yeah. Is that Yeah. Oh my gosh. So actually I had a client, um, well, she became a client. She just was sort of a, a business friend and we would meet every so often. I love meeting, um, women and men. Um, but you know, like kind of making a, a, a tribe of women who, you know, are kind of doing their own thing and you don't have to be best friends by any means, but it's just really nice to talk about, you know, you know, starting something on your own. And so she was one of those to me and, because, you know, Aaron, you just keep saying that you just it's you just want to design for the people that you just keep saying that. So why don't you just call it that? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, you're right. I like that. The name was right because, in front of you. Yep. Yeah, it was. So. But it's and, designed yeah. for the capital P-P-L. P-P-L. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Very cool. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're that's kind of how it started. Desk, social media, yeah, a passion. Go. <laughs> yeah, and you know the helpful thing is, you know, at the time Spokane, when I grew up here, it's it was a small town, like smaller town. You know, I mean, there's about there was like it's about the size of Tucson. If you've ever been to Tucson, so it's not huge, but so I knew a lot of family friends here, which is nice. And so once I got the word out. They're like, well, can you help me with mine? Can you help me with mine? So I feel lucky in that respect. I don't think that would have been the same thing if I tried to open it in a you know saturated city. Right. So I feel really fortunate that way. I think it's really growing now, but um, so that was definitely a benefit. Mm-hmm. So how how big is your firm? You said you're um, an architect now. So yeah, yeah I do. Yes, um, my firm. Well, <laughs> I was really exciting because I just um, have my studio manager who um, is amazing. And I actually used to work with her at the previous um, firm and she's starting with me October 1st and I couldn't be more excited. She just had a baby. And so um, I had, I had to wait for her for like four months, but she's going to, she's worth the wait. And so she's going to be my studio manager. And um, I, I, I'm so happy. Uh, and then I have, um, then I have, well, my husband, he works for me, whether he likes it or not, but he's a good sport. And then, um, then I have uh, another gal who, who does, um, all my bookkeeping and just all the logistics of, um, all of the furniture that I order. Um, I mean, that's a full-time job in itself of just tracking and, you know, dealing with issues and, and all that jazz. So, um, 
yeah, my team's small, but I like it that way. I've always felt like I want to keep, you know, five is a good number. Four to five is a good number. Yeah. So we might bring, bring someone on, um, you know, later, but I like to keep it quality over quantity. It sounds like that's a really good number for your years for some reason. And it, I feel like, um, feels like you're, you've got a lot of cool things going on. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, what's ahead for you and you are, you're opening a showroom, a, a yeah. new office space. Okay, I want to know yeah. a little bit more about that. Yeah, I just got the keys yesterday, actually. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, well, it's 5,000 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. It's uh, an interesting space because it is a true warehouse. It is raw to the core. Um, it has a lot of columns because it used to be a parking garage. Um, but it's a really cool old building. It was built in the early 1900s. It has all those factory amazing windows with like the black pane that everyone pays thousands of dollars to have. And right. they're original. <laughs> Is it its so, own standing, freestanding building? It's not. I'm a, it's a huge building. I'm on the second floor. So there's five floors and every floor is about 2,000 square feet. All right. All right. And, and so... Um, I'm on the second floor of a beautiful view of the city. Um, and, you know, again, I'm lucky because they were kind of family friends. So in the building, and it's been vacant for five years. And I kind of understand why, because it has so many columns <laughs> that, you know, people walk in and they're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work. But for me, it's awesome because I can have um, my studio there and I can have my warehouse there. So store all, all of things that are constantly coming in and I can have a showroom and we're making um, wood panels on wheels um, that really we can sort of just make our space, you know? Right. Um, so we can move it around. And and so I can't think of a better space actually. Um, and then, you know, we can take it, we can take them with us because we're just renting right now. Mm -hmm. We would love to own a building. Um, so that's the goal. But for now, it's great. Yeah, I'm sure, so, I'm sure after you set it up really nicely, the people that are <laughs> leasing out the other floors will bring people by your studio and they'll be like, see what you can do? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, 100%. So you got the keys and you'll be moving in um, beginning very, very soon? Well, we've, I've already started. So my warehouse, I have a current warehouse. Um, it's about 40 minutes, so well, 30 minutes away from me. So it's like packed to the gills. Um, so some of my guys already started moving the stuff yesterday for me. So I call them professional schleppers. They're my schleppers. Yes. Um, this business, you know, we do a lot of schlepping. Yes. Yes. It builds <laughs> muscle. It's good. It's a workout. <laughs> yeah. So we've already started the schlep process. Um, and, um, you know, I'd love to give a date, but I just can't yet. I think like the end of October is really as a good, I think is a feasible goal for me, but, and I'm not a perfectionist. I'm really not. Um, but I want it to be something that is like, wow, you know, that sure. I'm proud of when, it, when, when I, when it does open and, you know, Spokane's never had a showroom before. I mean, people are gonna be like, what, what, what is this? What's happening? Um, so, so will <laughs> that's going to be a new concept too. Yeah. Will it be, to the trade? Will it be retail? What will it be? What's your, it will be, 
It will be retail. Um, I will definitely work with some designers, you know, um, absolutely. But this is meant to be retail and it's by appointment only. And we're doing that. Um, well, because of COVID reasons makes it quite nice. Right. But um, also, you know, I don't want to run a retail store. I really don't. Um, right, be at but, the beck and call when anybody feels like coming through your door. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I really, I just wanted a place for my clients to go and be able to, you know, sit on things and feel things and touch things. And even if they're not my clients, you know, um, you know, because interior design is, you know, not for everybody, but they want really amazing, you know, they want somewhere to start, you know, even if, you know, I know interior design can be spendy and, you know, but maybe they want that very amazing piece of art or, you know, very amazing, you know, chairs because you got to start somewhere and that brings you joy. So, you know, that's yeah. why I'm doing it. And then we will be open one day a week to the public. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you in an area of Spokane that kind of comes alive? Like, are you part of like an art crawl or a, you know, second Fridays? Is it in that? Or yeah. Oh, big time. Big mm-hmm. time. It's, it's 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 right in the heart of downtown um, Spokane. This is where my showroom is, so it's a great location. But you know, unfortunately with COVID, right? I, mean, I we're know not, no one's having those. But and you know, everyone's like, "Are you gonna have a big party?" I'm like, "Oh God, right? Well, no, that would be terrible press." You could have a Zoom party. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. you know, do a dance party or something. But yes, uh, yeah, I know. I, I say things like that, and I forget about it's COVID, okay. I you know, too. everyone does. Yeah. It's like, can you tell us, and uh, if, if you would share just some of the, um, brands that you're going to bring in, like that you're passionate about? Oh gosh. Yes, of course. Um, <clears throat> well, um, let's see. I love, you know, Moe's and they're actually outside of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Caracol. That's where I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I love Hudson Valley lighting. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I love Uttermost and Revelation. I love Left Bank Art. I, I love Trowbridge Art. Um, I love Arteriors. Um, I love, you know, even like small things like Accent Decor is going to be really great. Sure. I love Nope. I love made goods. Mm-hmm. They're a little higher price point, but um, we'll definitely have that. Um, so it's going to kind of be, uh, you know, I love sun pan. Mm-hmm. Have a lot of those. Yep. Um, so, so it's, it's going to, so I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you, how you arrange the space and what it looks like. Well, um, do you, are you planning to come to market in October? I really want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, I think it's worth it. I do. You know what? Every time I I go to market, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so glad I went. Because you know, last market when I met you, I was a total market virgin. I'd been to Las Vegas, but I've never been to the motherland. And I love also too, like designers can be competitive with each other, but I'm so not that way. And I that's why I love going to market because I feel like people in different area codes, you know, they're so willing to share their kind of practices and, you know, best practices and sort of their challenges. And I think you make really great friends that way. And I, I've made great friends where I can call up any time of the day. I'm like, oh, my God, listen to this. And it's just so nice yes. to have that. And also I come from, I mean, 
commercial design of like Herman Miller, where, you know, I would, I would have that one event in the year, which is like blanking me right now in Chicago. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so, you know, that's their big thing. And I'm, I'm still learning all of the really amazing brands. I truly am. So, I mean, I, I kind of got the design down. I mean, no one ever has design down till like you die. Right. So right. you're always changing. Evolving, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of commercial brands, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a newbie when it comes to residential brands. And so that's really exciting for me, too, because then I I get to meet my reps and meet the owners of the company. And I also think that I would really love someday to to help a major brand either collaborate or even just help them get ready for market. It's it's an art how you show your furniture. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot more designer collaborations than ever. I mean, before you were, before you started coming to this market, and I'm sure you've heard tales of High Point, but, you know, designers weren't really welcome um, 10 years ago. So it's been really? a gradual. Yeah, it's been gradual. I mean, it was because re- it was all retail based and people thought it. designers, these like onesies, twosies. I mean, they, they've been called swatch monsters and and other things <laughs> like, you know, because they're just high maintenance, but, um, but that's changed a lot. And so I think it's now, you know, 50, 50 designers and retailers who are coming to a market like high point, or it might even, you know, I don't know if this, I, I'm not very good at numbers and remembering them, but it's at least 50, 50, if not, you know, higher on the designer end. So that makes me happy and stuff. Um, so I want to also, I, I went last night on to Blockhouse life. Yes. Okay. Um, this very cool project that you're involved in. So can you talk a little bit about the project and how you got involved? Sure. Um, well, good thing I um, looked at my LinkedIn is all I can say, because I really don't look at my LinkedIn. And all, and all of a sudden I got this message from one of the developers who said, hey, you know, I, I've, I've heard about you. I really like to meet you. And all I can say is thank God I look, looked at LinkedIn. And so I called him and we met and um uh, you know, they're, they were just like, we've heard great things about you. I know you're, I, I, I kind of came in late to the game on this project. Um, they had hired an architect, um, to do the exterior and, you know, wasn't really thoughtful about the interior. And so they're like, we kind of need help. So a lot of the things that they had done, you know, we kind of couldn't do anything about, but a lot of things we could. Can you- and so we had Tell us what the concept is. What is Blockhouse? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Blockhouse is a sustainable um, way of living that they're they're single units. A lot of them are either studio, one bedroom, or four bedrooms. And they're literally blocks, so they're squares. Um, uh, They want to be placed in communities where, you know, you can... Truly have an urban living experience, um, and they want to, you know, have zero carbon footprint. Um, all of the um, electrical and everything coming from solar panels. So they want to be very green, sustainable, um, modular. Is really important for the business plan going forward, um, but also an experience. So they want, you know, their um, business plan right now is Airbnbs. So mm-hmm. it's really an experience of basically the term of living large through living small. So it's about being really thoughtful about what do you really need to live? 
then also it's completely made of wood. I mean, it's completely made of CLT, which is the cross laminated timber um, that, you know, you can get from the forest and they're just small trees, you know, and they're the small trees that are catching on fire right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and there's nothing more sustainable than wood, let me tell you. So they're making, so zero drywall, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So did you decorate the units? Um, Did you do interior architecture? What was your role? Um, My role was definitely decorating the units. And then um, on a few of them, I was able to do all the interior architecture. On on most of them, they were already built, but um, we were able to, on a few of them, start from zero. And it's going to be like a spaceship, let me tell you. I mean, everything is touch, um, you know, Alexa integrated, um, you know, it's, it's like the, the kitchen, um, Island goes down and folds into a table. Um, and you know, I mean, it's, it's totally tricked out. So I would love to show you when it's all done right now, it's, we're right in the midst of work, like working on it. We're about three months out. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's going to be quite an experience and I've really challenged them too. I mean, hopefully in a good way, but, um, you know, when I first came in on the project, the materials weren't that great. And I told him that I was like, this is not, this is not good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you only have so much stuff you can put in your interior. So like it's, it's quality over quantity, you know? And I mean, it's so worth it to put in these beautiful materials because it's not that much. So, you know, when I do these super high end kitchens and, you know, like a tile is $42 a square foot, that can really add up, right? Right. But when we're talking about these small spaces, I mean, you know, it's like, absolutely, you put in the best and finest because it's small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's great. So, so you really work with them on upgrading their finishes and material oh, selection. A hundred percent. And it's made all the difference, you know, and, you know, they've seen it. They're like, okay. Cause what I did was I sort of rendered out. I'm like, this is what you have. This is what you have specified. I didn't even really think they knew what they had specified. Right. And and I go, I gotta be honest, like this doesn't impress me in the least. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's and here's why, you yeah, know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's I mean, you know, the for instance, this is a good example. With this CLT, all the conduit is exposed because there's no drywall. So, you know, you have the exposed conduit going into a light and it's like, you know, silver out exactly what you think about exposed conduit. I'm like, okay, we get that. It has to be exposed, but guess what? Like, let's make this a design feature rather than like a design eyesore. Okay. So let's bring in, you know, let's paint the conduit. Let's bring in more conduit, even though it's not going to work, you know, just for the look of like the pipes. I mean, let's make this really awesome and have it be a design feature. Tell me one other project that you're excited about that you're working on. Um, okay, I will. Um, I am really excited about um, well, two projects. Um, and it's the idea of the country club. Like, where is it going? How are we going to change it? Because getting my master's, I will say, like, opened my eyes up to like, it's not just making things like look good. There's a greater purpose in designing. Yes. You know, there's, it's like, what's the why? It's huge. It's like, you know, is it profitability? Is it money? It's like, how do we, and, you know, country clubs are dying all over the place. Some are doing really well. 
Um, but you have to evolve. Okay. So it's not just about like, oh, is this going to look good? It's like, well, who are you trying to attract? Are you trying to attract the younger generation? I would hope so if you want to keep going, you know, but then it's about that balance of, okay, well, you're, you want to attract the younger generation, but the board members are all older. Right. So, you know, <laughs> um, I feel like the bad guy when I come into these board meetings, but I, I'm just sort of a truth teller and, um, I'm probably not their designer. And that's what I tell them. If you just kind of want to keep doing the same thing. Right. Cause it's not going to work. Um, and here's why. And I tell them. And so if they're willing to, you know, evolve and that's what they truly want to do, then we have to make the design go that direction. So it's a lot more, you know, to me, it's exciting because it's just a lot more than, you know, doing the design, picking out materials and furniture. To me, it's like a very overarching theme and it's it's really part of a whole, you know, it's like holistic design of like, okay, this is a this is a bigger thing than than just the design. This is, you know, a new business plan, a new direction. You know, I'm challenging them, but I'm challenging them because I genuinely care. You right. know? Right. I'm not challenging them to be difficult. And are these communities that like um you know, planned upscale communities that are needing uh you know redesign in their clubhouses that you're like, let's yeah, really take a look at this. Called, yeah, one's called the Spokane Club, which is, you know, it's like a high society club that's been there for a long time. And then there's one um, which is the country club, which is a you know golf club and they're doing really well. Um they're kind of like one of the only game in town. And I grew up there, so it's a little nostalgic to me. But um uh you know it's like okay you're really healthy you're doing really healthy financially, which is awesome. And, you know, you're wanting to attract these younger people. And again, all kind of part of a whole, right? I mean, you got to change your food. You got to change, you know, there's so many things to think about. Um, but also it's like, okay, you, you can't do everything overnight. So it's about working with them to like make a roadmap to mm -hmm. like, what's the plan? You know, what's the vision? We're not going to go room by room. You're like, let's make an overall, you know, plan. Right. Like a um, rebranding. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. So, and I've always loved, I mean, my, I always love bringing, um, brand in, into design and actually my master's thesis was, um, designing for the, um, for the, um, business traveler, mm. designing hotels for the business traveler. And it was really interesting. Like what I found, even though that's totally different in the country club. <laughs> right. But no, that, but that's interesting. And you, ju you just actually inspired me of a, another a story that maybe we'll do one day. Um, I thought like, I'd love to read that. Aaron, I also learned from your questionnaire that you did Iron Man. That's I did. quite impressive. <laughs> I mean, wow. Do you, to this day, I don't know what year you did that, but are you hardcore workout girl? Two, 2012, I did it. You know what? No, I'm not because I don't have, well, that sucks. Lame. But okay, were you going to say it on time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting back into it. I'm getting back into it because it makes me feel really good. But, um, you know, Iron Man was awesome because it it's just, I mean, it's only a day. That's what I stubbed about. It's, it's not that big of a day. It's just a day. Well, you a know, day, I mean, but, <laughs> but, you know, the, the build up, the journey. Yeah. And what it taught me was like, you know, you always like, everyone's like, oh, I could never do that. And it's like, yeah, you could just got to want to do it, you know? Right. And so it's a real, you know, I think I, 
you know, not to sound corny, but I think you're, you think you can't do it. And then you like, you, you take this big thing and you take it apart. Okay. This is how we're going to train for this. And this is how we're going to train for the bike. And this is how we're going to train for the run. And then you start researching and talking to people and being like, okay, how, how is this going to work? And then you do it. And it's like a metaphor for life. You just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I gave it some space because I'm like, that's like the perfect kind of place to end. You know, like, that's just like the perfect. I'm like, don't, don't, don't interrupt on her like ending. Because <laughs> I'm, oh gosh, no, that's good. That's good. Thanks so much for listening to Seb. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.